Welcome to Beyond Parking, a Parking Logics podcast about parking technology and how it affects the world beyond the parking spot. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Mannion with Parking Logics, and here with me today, I have a special guest from C Insights. My name is Chip McClellan. I'm the co-founder and CTO of C Insights, a outdoor IoT company. So today is an exciting day. It's the official launch of our visitor management system powered by C Insights. Our general purpose platform can connect any aspect of a park to the cloud and report on various data points. We love what we're doing with sensors, park visitation, and working with outdoor spaces to leverage technology and bringing parks into the 21st century. Parking Logics has been working with parks across the country to help them harness the power of sensor technology to improve the visitor experience. For example, in Zion National Park, manual counts were taken every day and were not only extremely time-consuming, but were difficult to procure and maintain. With our automated parking sensors, they now have data to share with visitors in real time on parking availability and usage. Tell us a little bit about North Carolina and what you're doing inside of the parks. Uh, within the state. I am a very much an outdoor enthusiast. And so I started working about five years ago to see if I could help uh, those parks better track, manage, and report visitation. The more people that visit the park, the better it is for the park, the better they justify their budgets and the investment that the community makes in them. Collecting those counts was a very manual process um, in the past. Uh, the park ranger had to drive about 35 miles round trip uh, around, let's say, for example, Umstead Park. Uh, a big state park just near my house. And that took time away, uh, wear and tear in the vehicle, greenhouse gas emissions, all the things that come with, you know, kind of physically having to travel that distance every day. So we started to work with the parks to develop ways of getting more accurate, more timely, and more automated counts to give them better insights into the visitation of the park and gives them better uh, tools to track and report that. Uh, it also helps give them some information they can use to, you know, um, better plan staffing and maintenance around the park itself. So now we're going to be putting our sensors in every one of North Carolina's uh, state parks and providing a single view across the entire state of visitation. If, if the park has a better sense of visitation by day, by day park, they can plan staffing, they can plan facilities maintenance. So by giving better insights to the park staff into how the public is, is enjoying the park, um, we think then the park is going to be empowered to make better decisions and better manage that for the, for the public's benefit. We've noticed a significant uptick in utilization of the parks with the recent pandemic. People have turned to enjoying the outdoors in a way that they haven't some time, and we have the park visitation data to, to prove it. And the data can be very powerful and empowering for the parks to have. It's one thing to have empirical data based on park ranger observations, but actual statistics can really give insight into how and when parks are being used. There are times when that demand for the park might exceed the capacity. To some extent, you know, part of this also is providing information to the public so that they can see when the best times are to perhaps to plan their visit. And this is actually a great example of how our solution dovetails very nicely with Parking Logic solution. So we can give great insights into uh, the, the visitation and the park, uh, the utilization of the trails. And with Parking Logic Solution, we can show the capacity of the parking lots, 
that helps the, the public plan their visit. It helps them perhaps say, oh, you know what, that parking lot's 90% full. Maybe I'll go into the other entrance of the park and enjoy the trails on the other side because it looks like, you know, I'm better able to get a parking spot there. Many of these parks are well outside the city's municipal limits. So they, they have their own water supply. They have their own septic systems. They have to have their own infrastructure. And some of that infrastructure is is quite old. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of, like, for example, water management systems that are 1970s era electromechanical control systems. The problem with that is that, you know, if something goes wrong, oftentimes the park staff doesn't find out until someone calls from the campground. And at that point, you know, it's a mad scramble to go figure out what happened and, and, and resolve the issue. What we've been doing is going in um, and adding modern IoT smarts to the existing infrastructure. This gives the park the best of both worlds. They don't have to rip and replace these systems that function perfectly well in normal circumstances. But they also get, you know, monitoring and reporting, which again helps reduce the manual effort required. But we're doing it in a way that allows us to tailor the solution to the park, because we bring in a standard platform, and then we just are simply adding in the unnecessary sensor module that does what they needed to do. Right. And when we talk about the world of IoT uh, inside of parks, uh, it may be the first conversation that you'd be having as an IoT inside of parks. When you talk about IoT, the Internet of Things, you think of smart devices, not of parks. But the IoT can be a powerful tool to use in monitoring and maintaining outdoor spaces as well. Um, when we talk about it in the context of a park, what we're talking about is bringing in a device that's meant to operate in an outdoor environment. We talk about doing IoT where IoT is hard. Throughout the woods, there's no outlets. Um, and you have to figure out how you're going to communicate back to the, um, the, the, the back end or the, the Internet itself. Um, and, and generally, there's no Wi-Fi or anything that's easy to connect to. So it sounds kind of high tech and, and maybe intimidating for some folks. But the idea is you put one of these counters in next to the road, you set up the solar panel and it, it just works. Um, and it's communicating with uh, a system in the back end that, that makes sure that those counts are secure and 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 uh, accurately conveyed to let's say a web portal that you can interact with the good news is it's something that can be well integrated between the two platforms so see inside sensors parking logic sensors can be brought together and presented in a common web ui so that people see a con single consolidated view of their uh, of the park there's one login there's one back office there's one portal there's one view that can show all your different aspects of the park which uh, can go from an occupancy system to a trail management um, across the board. You know, first is, hey, you know, is the parking lot full? That's a solution that Parking Logic has a great solution for. Uh, the next is when people park, you know, where are they going? You know, and, and we have, you know, systems that can go out and, and monitor, you know, utilization of the trail systems. You can see how people are, are you know, enjoying the park and which trails are getting the most use because they're going to in turn require the most maintenance. just want to kind of talk about CARES Act funding and stimulus funding and how a park can leverage grants um, and just look at alternative instruments for potentially adapting to this technology. And One of the things that we see, um, the government is making investments at this time to help, you know, uh, 
mitigate some of the effects of the pandemic uh, on, you know, on the economy. Uh, and so one of the things that we found with the CARES Act, for example, is that a park could use that funding to implement a an automated visitor management system in a way that, you know, they benefited because they, they were able to uh, take advantage of some of that investment that the federal government is making uh, through the CARES Act. Um, but they're doing so in a way that's going to pay a long-term dividend because long after the CARES Act funding is, ends and, you know, the economy uh, hopefully rebounds and, and goes back to being in its, in its previous state, um, that investment in a visitor management system continues to pay dividends in reduced uh, IT staff and labor, uh, reduced, you know, uh, wear and tear on vehicles to do go and collect manual counts. And so we think that it's a great investment that a park can make. Um, it's a great time to do it while that uh, funding is available. And it's something that, you know, hopefully can be um, part of a, a short-term investment and a long-term benefit for these parks. You know, we have a, a number of sensors that monitor the, um, the, tra the, the trash bins to make sure that, you know, you more efficiently route and manage the vehicles that come and, and collect them. And, Little things like that add up over time and can deliver a significant benefit, you know, because that that's taking funds that were used for maintenance. Let's say you free those funds up and now you can invest in the park itself. Right now, you're not taking money and spending on maintenance. You're taking money and building a new trailhead or a new, you know, um, platform for observation, things that the public's going to really enjoy. We can certainly help with the ROI. We can certainly help with, um, you know, kind of uh, bringing to bear some of the experiences we've had with other parks and showing what the potential of this technology is. And we look forward to having that conversation. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Parking Podcast. Take a minute to subscribe and never miss an episode as we continue to explore the world of parking technology and how it affects the world around us.